are listening to It's In The Mix, a podcast designed to guide our listeners down a path of stirring up their God-given anointings, gifts, skills, experiences, and talents to rediscover their sweet spot to living their divine yes. I am your host, Kimberly Hemingway, visionary leader and blend strategist of the Blend Academy, a certification and discipleship training ground for future coaches and kingdom leaders. Join our mailing list to receive weekly downloadable freebies by clicking the link above and tune in every Wednesday as I, along with my pop-in guests, share with you espresso shots and strategies that will assist you with creating the perfect blend for your life and ministry. Because it's all in the mix. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of It's in the Mix. This is Kimberly Hemingway, your podcast host and the visionary leader and blend strategist of the Blend Academy, a certification and discipleship training ground for future coaches and kingdom leaders. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for tuning in as one of our weekly listeners. Our episodes are aired every Wednesday, and within each episode, my goal is to provide you with espresso shots and strategies that will assist you with creating the perfect blend for your life and ministry. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast by clicking favorites and join our mailing list to receive weekly notifications and downloadable freebies for each episode. Without further delay, let's get to it. During this episode, I have a special guest, Ms. Shalita Park Stribling. Shalita Park Stribling is both a serial entrepreneur and an ordained constituent of the gospel of Jesus Christ. She is the founder of Airborne Ministries and Kingdom Empowerment Enterprises, Inc. It is through these entities that she daily serves as an ambassador of the kingdom of God. Shalita is a covenant partner of the Center for Manifestation, my church. <laughs> under the leadership of Apostle Dr. Mark T. Jones, Sr. Shalita is also an accomplished songwriter, psalmist, author, and publisher. Her vision is to uplift the hearts of God's people, according to Isaiah 61, and to teach them how to live and position themselves as heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, according to Romans 8, 16 through 17. Shalita's life experience has equipped her to do battle in the spirit realm against the forces of darkness and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. She currently resides in Tampa, Florida with her loving and supporting husband, Corey Stribling. Together, they have a blended family of seven wonderful children and 10 grandchildren. Welcome, Ms. Shalita. Hi, thank you. It is long overdue for us to have this chat. I appreciate you for joining. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so uh, we have talked a lot about um, the divine yes. And it was so, it was, uh, it was divine because when you and I were having a conversation, Shalita happens to be one of my students in the life coaching certification class. I mentioned something to about the divine yes. And as oftentimes when we're having class, one of us will like bust out laughing because it's truly ordained and divine because a lot of times God will give us the same download. So I was like, you know what, this is definitely, um, you know, orchestrated by God and we have to do something together beyond this class. But we've talked about a lot about living your divine. Yes. 
and what that means. And as I've talked about it, it's about coming into agreement. And there are other things that I'll get in depth about in depth into talking about the acronym of divine. Yes, but it's mainly about coming into agreement with God, coming into agreement with yourself, as well as coming into agreement with others. And so Shalita, what does the divine yes mean to you? And when did you decide to go beyond your divine yes? My divine yes happened as I was moving. And I recall it almost as if it was yesterday. I had walked upstairs of my home at the time. And my sons had left a box at the top of the stairs. At the same time, I was carrying the box and not seeing the one they had left. I accidentally tripped over the box that was there. And in that box that I had pulled out of storage, fell some books and my manuscript for my book at the time. And the okay. two books that were on top was Tripping Over Your Treasure, written by Mark Sharona, and How to Pay Your Bills Supernaturally, written by Robert Tilton. And God simply spoke to me that nothing from that point would prosper me itself. I finished my book and do what he had called me to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it was in that moment that I discovered that I had to have a divine yes. For me, the divine yes goes beyond anything that's comfortable to you in the natural, anything that you had ever pictured or mapped out for yourself. You know, we have these childhood dreams, adult dreams, and it's fine to make plans, but if it's not God's plan, it's not that fine. And it was in that moment that God demanded from me that yes beyond a yes, which made it my divine yes. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I actually mentioned in the previous podcast where I kind of laid the foundation of everything to follow. And it was mainly me stepping out even on faith and starting the podcast. And it's about truly surrendering our ideals, our plans, and being able to fall within God's will. Because, you know, like you said, in most cases, we have this whole blueprint, right? But God is like, hold on, I'm not playing negotiations with you. (laughs) It's either my way or the highway. Like, we're not even doing that. And so, like you mentioned, it's truly going beyond and saying, yes, I mean, even down to, you know, your knees shaking, your teeth chattering, you're going in, you're having faith and you're trusting God with your process. Cause ultimately he has a blueprint for all of us. Okay. So it's one of those things where we're really surrendering and submitting to God. And we're making that decision to walk in our divine purpose and giving our divine um, yes on every level. And one of the things that I've noticed over the years and I've told God like okay God how much of these growing pains do I have to go through (laughs) got to grow through right it's like how many levels and at every level you have to continue giving your yes and it's uncomfortable and I know you and I were talking earlier and it was like okay even through our experiences and like I said I'm going to talk about during following episodes really break the acronyms down but in our experiences, the things that we grow through in life, we have to be able to embrace those bitter and those sweet moments. And that's what creates that mixture, that perfect mix for us. And sometimes it may not be those feel good moments, but we know it's necessary for us to step into our next, right? Most definitely. (laughs) It's all a part of that mixture. It's that shape of who you are, that taste, everything, all of it. And I know that you can agree with me that we wouldn't change one thing. No, not at all. Yeah. 
we wouldn't change one thing because I know without a shadow of a doubt that that crushing, that process needed to take place in order for me to be who I am today. And same thing with you. And God continues to develop us along the way. And that's the amazing thing about it. And he never leaves us. It's like he is, he creates that path for us. And it's just important for us to show up, give our yes and step into it. And one of the things that he reminded me of is start, use what you have and open Mm -hmm. and open your mouth. Start use what you have stop making excuses about okay i don't necessarily want to do youtube you know uh create a youtube platform he said look start use what you have use anchor (laughs) and open your mouth so that those that are assigned to us will listen and so Yes, that's that's the whole importance of giving our divine yes. So yeah, thank you so much for explaining that to to the to the listeners. So as a full time coach and kingdom leader, and Nishalita is a woman of many hats. Again, that's something that we both are. It's very similar in nature. <laughs> very much. Um, I'm telling you, we is similar in nature. How God has molded and shaped us, but. As a full-time coach, kingdom leader, and even quasi-preneurs, because they're quasi-preneurs, those are those people that are still working in corporate and they're working their ministry part-time, we know at times that it's not um, a walk in the park. And in fact, we may experience a few roadblocks even every now and then. It could be maybe fear, rejection, money challenges. I know I've experienced my share of those. Um, things that we have tolerated over the years. Um, And tolerations can be small things, things that we just continue to pile up and tolerations can keep you from being able to walk into your purpose because it's those things that are constantly on your mind. So it could be tolerations um, um, through that process, but we are forever growing and evolving as a result of those challenges. So share an experience on how you were able to remain grounded and overcome those roadblocks, those barriers, things that you may have experienced. Because one of the things that I want listeners to understand as a part of this platform, I want them to understand again, that it's not a walk in the park. And a lot of entrepreneurs, and even those that are following us, they see the pretty shiny websites. Um, You know, they see the business cards, they see all of these, the fancy smashy stuff, but they don't know what took place behind the scenes. They don't understand, again, that crushing process. They don't understand the loss, um, the faith walk that it took to even step into those roles and to truly walk that thing out. So share with us an experience um, during your process of how you were able to remain grounded and overcome. As a quasipreneur, and that's so interesting that you brought that up because I was working still in corporate America, working a nine to five, well, seven to three at the time, and and sometimes 11 to seven, but I understood what God was doing and where he was taking me. And it was Mm -hmm. real easy to just want to get to that place. But like you said, there was the frustrations that came with it because you understood there's bills that got to be paid. I had four children as a single mom that I had to take care of, put food on their table, clothes on their back. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. And, And it's easy to, want to stay in that comfort zone although you know god is pulling you elsewhere and so i can remember reading about the children of israel coming out of egypt and before they were leaving god had spoke to them and told them to borrow 
things from the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, and during that time when the Holy Spirit brought that to my attention, even though some people, and I've had this discussion before in talking about this, people was like, well, if you look at it, they were stealing from the Egyptians, this, that, and the other. I say, but they were being obedient to God. He told them just to borrow their best, their finest, because little did they know, but God knew there were no Egyptians coming back to those things. So they would just be laying their waste because God knew the end process that they would chase them and that he would open up the Red Sea and that they would be swallowed up. So mm-hmm. he made sure they took the goods and the best of, of the treasures there with them as they were leaving. And, and what God showed me during that time of me working, you know, just to settle my mind. And one thing he said, you have to prepare to stay in order to be able to leave. I had to become content with where I was in God and with God at that moment. Come on. But what I, I started seeing that the goods from the Egyptians, because we like to say the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And we happen to look at that most time about money. I learned that unless it's invested, a dollar can only be spent one time once you earn it. Absolutely. Information is priceless. And that's what God began to show me, that truly the wealth of the wicked is the information that we can grasp and learn while we're in these places. Mm-hmm. Um, God has they're strategically to glean from these from these entities to use in the kingdom to use in our personal lives to use in our ministry and so once I got settled in you know was became content with staying there I started getting all kind of information I started meeting all kind of people that was just releasing information and during that time I worked at a hotel so you got all kind of different businesses coming to town for meetings and I'm just like okay what are you here for what's the name of your company and I get on their websites I learn information that I never would have learned never would have knew those companies existed if I hadn't have been on that job to meet these individuals they weren't coming in my neighborhood they weren't walking down my street they weren't shopping in my grocery store and they weren't sitting in my church so I had to be in that place at that set time to get that information and once I was once I got settled I'm just the people that I would meet would just be like beyond me like oh wow and what I learned even as God was giving me different businesses and different ministry um things to develop I could take the information and then I would go home and what I learned, see where it applied. And I started building manuals and policies and procedures and contracts for different businesses, thinking about how they would run based on the information that I was receiving from corporate America. And see, well, we have to learn that even even some of the jobs that we have been on, they may no longer be in existence. But when you were there, you left treasures there. Absolutely. They got for you to get and bring into the kingdom and bring into your business. And because he knew, again, you get in that information that those Egyptians weren't going to have that company to go back to. He didn't have to tell you that. He just needed you to be obedient and to settle your heart and mind to say, okay, God, in this season that you have me here, what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to get? And I started going to work. Every day, 
like, okay, God, what's new? What? Because it just became exciting because it's like, you know, the treasures was just endless. Mm-hmm. And the people that, and it, be, and it made going to work so much more exciting. I was more content. I didn't mind getting up. I wasn't running late. I mean, I was getting up even earlier than what I had been getting up to make sure I was there on time because those were divine appointments that I realized God had been setting up for me. And then what I began to do, understanding that the word came from a message saying that your job was not the thing that was bless you um, to, you know, to for your final blessing. It was your seed Come there. On. So while I was still working and I was working on these policies and procedures and putting together manuals and brochures, then I started buying the um, domains. I own over 80-some <laughs> domains. I'm telling you, we are related. I'm telling you. know, because it was like, you know, when the idea yes. comes, because I realized it's not just about me. You know, my, my ultimate goal is to become, you know, an investor in other folks' businesses and helping them, a venture capitalist, to help them bring their visions to life. Um, not just from a coaching, but just really be that hand up that a lot of people need. Mm-hmm. So I buy the domain. Then I started, you know, taking any little extra and I started buying the um, logos for them. Like you say, all the shiny stuff. I got business cards for businesses that I haven't even launched, mm-hmm. but I've gotten the done I've gotten because I have a PO box on there so I don't have to worry about changing the address I don't plan on my phone well, the number thing is changing. you're making it real right so we have to it's the doing right faith without works is dead so we're actually doing and we're putting it before God we're making it real so yes go ahead go ahead mm-hmm and what I, what I use that as, those were my sonograms. Because when you're pregnant. Oh, Jesus. I love it. In the natural, you go to the doctor. And that first time they give you a sonogram, it's like, that's my baby. Look at her hands. You know, this, you go through. All, so when I get that logo back and I just sit there and I get to print it out and put it on my wall, it's like, that's the sonogram for my baby that I'm going to birth in its due season. I got the business cards. You know, I got the, I mapped out the colors, you know, and instead of working on the plans and the procedures for it till that point in time because I believe that you have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready because when God is going to open the door for that right person to come down your path and say what is it that you Mm -hmm. need because I experienced that I was sitting at a table with a guy waiting on my food at Red Lobster and he asked me he was like we had a casual conversation but then he said what is it that I could do Mm -hmm. for you and I was like Oh no, I'm good, you know. And he's like, No, well, what can I do for you? And it wasn't until I got in my car that I realized what had just happened. And I was I just pulled over and I was like, God, did did that really just happen like that? But I said, God, I would never I don't I would love to for you to give me that opportunity again. I promise you I'll be ready. My goodness. <laughs> because could have been that one person who would have wrote the check and funded everything that God had given me but because I wasn't thinking from that place and I wasn't anticipating on God doing that and that wasn't in my belief system at that time I wasn't prepared for that question so now knowing the things that I have put in place while still working and still hearing God and still believing God ask me that question I can give you an answer (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's with growth, right? You learn those things and then you're able to share yes, those nuggets. Yes. I mean, you mentioned, and like I told you, we're related. We are so related. I Because I'm hearing my story like played over again when I hear you talking. And even from a corporate perspective, it's like, my God, you know, the same thing. I felt like I, I God had put me in a place of humility. And it's like the same thing going to work. I said, God, I'm going to go to my job and do it to the best of my know-how and my ability, right? And it didn't matter what was going on around me. It was just operating for that place of humility. And I would often pray to God, God, if you don't take me out of this situation, just make it just a little bit better for me, just a little bit better for me. And I continued to push. And like you said, putting together policies and procedures, you know, I would look at things that did not exist and say, okay, how do we go about implementing these things? Since I was, you know, already doing project management and understanding that these are some things that I'm able to take over and put into place in my business. And one of the other things that I would often mm-hmm. say is that, you know, I'm a contractor, you know, because I knew contractors, they're on assignment for a specific period of time, right? And so I would right. often say, I got my hard hat, I'm a contractor. And the thing is, I know that God is going to release me at some point. And so I would go, okay, God, I don't know if I have two months. I don't know if I have six months. I may have two weeks, but I would go in there operating from a place of humility. And like you said, it's about asking the right questions. God, what would you have me to do? Because it may not even be about the projects within itself, but it may be about the people, right? The people that are around us. And Mm -hmm. I even remember a coworker telling me, you know, Kim is very spiritual. Now, mind you, I would never talk about any of that as it relates, you know, at work, but I'm glad you see that, right? I'm glad you see that on me. Right. You obviously see that. So that's God shining, God shining light. And so we have to be able to focus in that place. And one of the biggest things that I learned is that God is a God of order. And when he did release me, and it was through an accident, of course, and I'll, I'll share that later. But the thing is, I was already training people to take my position prior to God releasing me from corporate. He had, he had lined mm-hmm. that right on up because he's a God of order. He is. And so That's I it. just like, and like you said, just being in that place and just truly submitting and making it your business to say, what can I learn from here? And even if it's from the people, you know, it was that good boy sometimes approach or it was that, you know, it was very militant at my job. And, and it was just one of those things where it also taught me what I did not want to be from a leader's perspective. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. So you have to look at different angles as yes. well as the processes and the job functions within itself and the improvements, but it's also the people. And you begin to look at people and pray. And that's one of the areas because I would often experience it in my personal life where God would unction me to pray for people. But then I started to be able to see it in my coworkers and the people that I work with. Like, this is the reason, and God would show me this is the reason she's coming with a hardened heart and it would position me and I would be in a heart posture to pray for her to pray for her and know it was mm-hmm. beyond what she was showing, but this woman was going home at night and crying, right? She was collecting a fat paycheck, but at the same time, she was purposeless and purposeless. And I knew that feeling, although I would not be hardened or have a hardened heart or throw people under the bus. I knew what it was like to just feel so to, totally detached from a job and feeling like it was more for you out there. But her, hers was, right. she was responding different as being very negative and, you know, different things in the office. But you learn from different, you have to look at it from different angles. What am I learning from the people as well as the job function within itself? How am I improving the company, right? Their culture. 
Mm -hmm. God, how would you have me to do this outside as it relates to ministry? You know, and so everything is ministry work, everything. And so we just have to be in the right posture. And like you said, being at a place where you stay ready, right? I always talk about, you know, you never leave anything on the, on the table because you never know who you'll meet. It could be in the grocery store, um, anywhere. You just want to be always prepared because you never know who God is going to place in your path, that divine escort to be able to open that next door for you. So, yes, thank thank you so yes. much. Like I said, our stories are very similar in nature. And so when you were talking about that, it was just like that movie reel for me over again. So I appreciate that. And, and speaking of which, um, as a part of my organization, um, God uh, downloaded a visual, like a, a visioning experience for me to share with the clients and the students. And we do this different, this door exercise, but we incorporate this exercise during classes and events. Uh, you know, it's uh, very God led um, in nature. And so one of the things that I talk about in my book, I provide a glimpse as far as an experience. Um, and so I speak about myself walking through a building of dreams and I'm experiencing this highlight movie reel of my life. And as I approach the stage, so I'm going down this long corridor and I'm seeing this movie reel. So I'm entering into a door where I'm approaching a stage and I see women from across the world, thought leaders. And I'm sure, you know, God has showed you a glimpse or a vision, right, as to where he's taking you. <laughs> you know, so I'm seeing this audience of people, this movie reel of uh, thought leaders, speakers, authors, and those alike. And they have come to hear and see me speak at this event. And so from the stage, I see my close family and friends, you know, just smiling with the acknowledgement. And I know that I'm purpose. I know who I'm assigned to. I'm assigned to those quasipreneurs that are wanting to step out and walk in their purpose. I know I'm assigned to these kingdom leaders. I'm assigned to these thought leaders for the kingdom. I'm assigned to these coaches. So I see all of this as a part of this process. So when you think about your highlight movie reel, what do you see? Who do you see on the front row? Who are you serving? And what problems have you come to solve? I'm going to start with okay. front row. because, And that would start with mm -hmm. my children. And because at the moment when I under, began to understand who God was calling me to be and what he was calling me to do, they were children, I was raising them, and the sacrifices that, you know, they made along right. with me makes, you know, the whole walk just, you know, I guess it's just, it's just that moment in time to have four innocent children who, you know, are totally dependent on me, but were so mature in that time frame to be able to understand that you know we rise together we mm -hmm. fall together and they and they were right there and to even be at this day and age to have my children all come and say even for the things they didn't understand at the moment they are most grateful for it so it started with them right you know <laughs> To, they they were my first mm. clients. They were my first clients, and so um, 
and even still putting instilling in them value systems and you know just thought processes helping them you know train their thoughts during this time period that God is growing me but he's also trusting me to grow them so for for most sure assuredly they would be front and center for me because they they sacrifice the most with me and for that I'm forever grateful because they didn't give me a world of trouble a lot of times you know parents or in single parent homes you know and especially having three sons with all the statistics that could have been God said not so I wasn't running to the courthouse with them you know I did I went to the schoolhouse a few times but it wasn't anything major and it wasn't you know a continuous thing so they made that sacrifice with me and they grew with me and the God that I serve is not just mama's God to them. Mm-hmm. He's their God as well. So the foremost for me and then my mom and my husband, you know, because again, even now they are my support system. My husband, I can be in my office for hours at night and, you know, he doesn't say a word. <laughs> he gets it. He knows exactly what I came know. along with you, but that's what support looks like. That's awesome. Something could come to mind, or I can have a dream, I have a thought, you know, and I get up and out of the bed and I'm in this office, you know, and so I've never had one word of murmuring or complaining from him because, again, he understands it and he supports me wholeheartedly in the things that I share with him that God is speaking and that God is saying, you know, so I'm most grateful for the support system that I've had mm-hmm. always, you know, and, um, you know, and my mom was just like, if she put her mind to it, she can do it. She gonna do it. So, and she understands that about me. So she cheers me along the way. My audience and those that I'm serving are the mm, Joseph. Yes. Because I've always likened myself to Joseph and my daddy gave yes. me a coat Ooh, of many see this, colors. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Because I told you, I talked about that during convocation. My God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> And I have, I have been, you know, hated mm. and disliked for no reason itself. And, and endure and have endured all the things that I saw Joseph go through. And he, even um, where at one time on my job, there was favor. There, there also arose the mm. Pharaoh that mm. knew not yes. Joseph. <laughs> so the time that God was, you know, parting the wave and, you know, and allowing me to be released from that season. So still seeing you know that pattern that was set before me understanding Joseph's life because I am a dreamer and I am a visionary and and I you know again just like some people will say when it comes to Joseph he shouldn't have said anything but no it was necessary for him to say things so that that argument has been you know on the table for years you know in the church scene about whether Joseph should have said what he said to his brothers but when we understand that all things work together yes it was necessary God knew he was going to say it. God knew they was going to respond the way they did and so my audience is to the Josephs who are yes. dreamers who are visionaries that no matter what what place you find yourself in just still remember the dream remember what God showed you remember what God told you and hold on to that even if it means a, a moment of bondage or imp- uh, what seems like to be imprisonment you know 
there God is still using you there because Joseph was in, in prison and he was still there being an asset to the kingdom. And it was because how he served those that were in charge, even in the prison, that got him an mm-hmm. audience with Pharaoh. So even places of bondage and even in that corporate setting where you feel like you're in bondage or you're in your Egypt, remember God is Absolutely. still using you there. And so he said to the Josephs, your dream is necessary and, and it is it shall come to pass. Though the mm-hmm. vision Terry, wait for it and work on it and believe God in it and believe God through yes. it and most of all believe him for it. He didn't give it to you just because he didn't have anything to do. And it may seem far-fetched because the coat of many colors means there were so many aspects to him. And like we say all the time, we just have so many things that God has gifted us with. It goes back to the parable of the talents. To one he gave one, to one he gave two, the other he gave five. That that was God's choosing. And you can't apologize for what God has given you. I have people tell me, I'll tell you, can you just have one job and stick to it? That ain't scripture. The Bible says, (laughs) yeah, eight streams of income. And it says, because you never know what the evil, what evil the day may bring. And so, even in this time, if I'm a hairstylist by trade and I'm an event planner, those were the first two jobs shut down right, during this pandemic. But you still had something else to follow. So what if on. I right, but what if I didn't have the other eight, nine, ten, twelve Jamaican like <laughs> jobs that people with my friends would tell me? Girl, you got Jamaican in your blood because you got 50 jobs. Okay, well, if God gives it to me, it's and for me People to don't understand, it. too. And people say, what are you doing now? You're doing something else, but it's all interconnected and it's serving from a certain place. And so it all makes sense. You see it in your mind, and we have to always think about that giraffe to a turtle concept, right? Turtles don't necessarily see from the same position. Right. So a lot of times they're going to be in question. So that's right. we just have to understand that, too. Right. But I'm sorry, go ahead. This is good. Because it is because it's not just about me to know that I can still mm-hmm. serve people and serving mm-hmm. purpose. You know, so you know, like God didn't give me those. Joseph was had his code and Joseph had his dreams because he it was him who mm-hmm. had the vision for the famine. And so for him to be in a place where he could teach people, teach the nation at that time how to store up for the famine that they that they don't even understand that a famine has even happened because they're not right. affected by it. And so you can still supply, you know, things to people in a time such as we're going through now. It's me again. I t- I look at the coat of many colors as if like this patchwork type coat with the different colors. So he got just pull a patch off yes. of there. You operate from this patch, and then, and then in a yes. season you're going to operate <laughs> for this one. Yes, and then they season it's the yellow patch. So you you know you and, and then you look to build that because the Bible tells us that we can earnestly covet the gifts of the spirit. If you desire to be an ambassador of the kingdom and to be able to help, God, God will enlarge your territory. You just have to build you. He'll give you dreams and ideas and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff out of nowhere. You get quiet. Mm-hmm. As long as your posture of your heart is there to serve, God will download stuff, drop stuff on you, and just mm-hmm. like, okay, go yeah. do this. And that's and be why like, huh? he said he would go do that capacity. And I always <laughs> talk about your internal spiritual house. And as he increases your capacity, 
you know, I write about in my book how your breaker box has to be bigger. The bigger the house, the bigger the breaker box. So it's just that light that shines in. So even in that, God prepares us to be able to receive and accept what's coming our way. So it's he won't put more than, on you than what you can bear. So everything that he's given to you is divine and a part of his order. And it's because he knows that you're ready to receive it. That's if we're truly in alignment with his heart. And like you said, in the right heart posture, right? And really seeking his face, he's going to be able, he's going to give right. us that formula, that mix of what it is that we need to do in order to walk that thing out. Exactly. Based on our capacity to be able to receive. Yes. That, ooh, this is so good. So let me, let me ask you, cause you talked about the patchwork, right? And this, so for this particular um, a podcast episode and you know I'm bringing you back because we got some other stuff we have to talk about as well as we're going to be doing events look plural events together uh, as well as some other things and that like I said I truly appreciate you this is God ordained and so one of the patchworks that you were talking about as far as the coat of many colors what is the what which one are you talking about today like I know we have so many different things that we're working on, but what are you presenting to the listeners today as a part of that patchwork, that yellow, that, you know, multicolor, what are you presenting today to them? Oh, okay. My royal blue patchwork. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's the color of my publishing company. Because I believe right now is that, and the motto of my company is Unleash the Kingdom Within. And as a matter of fact, I have want to do internet radio, didn't know how to get started. So I will be starting an Unleash, Unleash in the Kingdom Within Woo! podcast in the very, very near future. <laughs> and I too will be inviting some of the authors that I have worked with and published their books to come on yes. because they have some great material. But I believe in this, and I just say, this is that, this is that pause button. And I think I heard someone and they was praying, saying that God was giving us a chance to just catch our breath mm. and to play catch up in this moment. But I believe this is the season that, you know, stories and testimonies mm -hmm. definitely need to be birthed. Because what you came through, what God delivered you through, what God saved you, is that flicker of light, that beacon that somebody needs mm, to yes. bring them back to safety. Because yes. there are so many people who are without hope right now. There are so many people who, you know, everything that they knew and that they built their whole world around has come crumbling down. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they're just lost. They're wandering because everything that was familiar and comfortable to them, they don't understand this now. They don't have that inner peace that surpasses what's going on around them and to stay and have anything that they're truly anchored to because what they thought they had right. and what they were anchored to has drifted. So they're in that moment. And so your story is what God is intending to mm -hmm. be that kingdom mm -hmm. movement for them. They're not, and, and we can't tell them, we can't invite them to the four walls of the church because what the church doors have been open, but we can invite them to the local assembly, but we can invite them to the universal body of Christ, which is us. We are that church. We are that sermon. We are that, you know, podcast. We are that book. We are that point that they Absolutely. need in this time and in this hour. 
you know, you know it, and it doesn't matter because, see, we tend to think about the people that we know. And, well, they ain't tired. They ain't going to buy no book. They ain't got their book. So we, co- we come up with 101 excuses for not releasing the things that God has given us. And God is not a waster of resources. If he's still allowed to breathe his air, he has you here for a purpose. That's from two to 102. You have something that somebody needs. That's why you're still here. You still have purpose. And I look at, um, like, right now, with a lot of things that's going on, I'll take a senior who may be 70 or 80 years old, but they raised nine, 10, 12 children. Mm-hmm. And God, that's a book. Right. Because they are young mothers. It's a legacy. Who a needs legacy your story? Legacy, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's yes. true wisdom, right? Wisdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because these generations that are coming up, the X, Y, the Z, the triple Z's, because they don't even know what to name them because it's right. nothing we've right. ever seen before. And so these generations are coming up without any help, any wisdom, because there's this great generation gap. You know, the young ladies that can't cook properly and they're, they're raising their kids on fast. Mm. Your story, your cookbook the very thing and in you know as you was reading my bio um Isaiah 61 and I know we talk about that God has anointed us to bind up the broken heart to um you know release the captive and you know and to preach the gospel but the latter part of that talks about the right. wastelands being rebuilt because right now mm. there's people lives who are those wastelands as what you are anointed to Come. do, you become the rebuilder and the restorer of those wastelands. That that is talking about you. One, it, you can't mm. stop right there. And he's anointed me to do these things. But he's telling you what's going to be the result of you releasing your anointing, the yokes that's on. But they're they're going to be restored. And it says in that, and I don't have a Bible, but it says in there that the strangers. And the alien, the strangers will feed your flock, meaning people mm. you don't even know will buy your book that will give generational wealth for your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. It says the alien will plow out your land, meaning they will be the ones, people that you have that are so foreign to you, but they're, but them yes, buying your story, will be your it could be a point. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend to your vineyards. Yes. And, and that's because mm-hmm. it's them, them buying your product. That's good. It's what's going to get you your wealth. And you may they never have to meet you. That's what makes them strangers and foreigners and aliens. But they're going, but they're the ones that I have never sat and talked face-to-face with T.D.J., so George Myers or Miles Monroe. Right. But they got a whole lot of my money because yeah. I bought a whole bunch of their books. Mm. You know, <laughs> And so, because because they had something that I needed, they had never met me. So I'm a stranger to mm-hmm. them, but it brought increase to their life. And so God is not a respecter of person, but He's a respecter of position. And when you position yourself in that place that God has ordained for you, He will allow the increase to come. He will allow mm-hmm. the blessings to overflow and overtake you. But again, we get 
it's centered around the people that we know and their circumstances that we are privy to. But God says, no, that, that millionaire that has all the money in the world, but he's a public success and a private failure who's hanging his head in mm. shame every night. That's good. It could be your story. It could be your testimony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, he and that's may good because that is what most of us, we don't move on things because we are staying in positions longer than what we need, longer than what we should, how long we should be. And that's even from a standpoint, we have a lot of people that's always saying, oh, I'm working behind the scenes. I'm working behind the scenes. And they think that's acceptable, right? And that's not humility. That's pride. It's false and pride. So which humility and pride, most definitely. You're serving at somebody else's, and I always draw these pictures, you know, in the at the in the class of these buildings. And instead of you showing up and saying yes, and you have these long lines of people, and your storefront or your building says closed because you're over here supporting someone else, and it's okay to do that. But we have to show up and we never know who's going to come knocking on that door or who walks through that door during our open house, you know? And like you mentioned, it could be anyone for that matter, anyone for that matter. Uh, But we have to position ourselves and just have our hands open. A lot of times we walk around with clenched fists, right? And one of my dear friends, Stephanie, she always talks about this. You have to have your hands open to receive, receive, and you have to, and go ahead. Right. And if your Come hands on. stay open to Come give, on. you Come can't on. help Somebody but to receive because they're open. Even from the standpoint, they said you will be a faucet, right? So if you're being a faucet, things are flowing through you to people, to people in ministry, but it has no choice but to touch you because you're a faucet. It has to touch you. It has to because it's flowing I, through you. And right. so the same thing, if you're giving, you will receive Even if it's fulfillment, I'm fulfilled, not just about the monetary value that comes along with what I do, but I'm fulfilled simply because showing up and seeing that I am solving someone's problem. I am, I am, I'm serving as that vessel for God to solve, to provide a solution to someone's problem. And that's beauty within itself. And that's why it even becomes down to it. I tell my students, clients, the best thing you can ever do for me to show up because the people that you all are assigned to, I've seen them at certain points in my visions and my dreams. It wasn't for me to work with them, but it was for you to give your divine yes to show up and work with them. The thing is, I have the passion to support you through that process. That's all it is. So that, man, that is beautiful. Right. That is so good. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I wanted to share this. Because even for mm-hmm. poets, mm-hmm. I think about the serenity prayer. And um, even though for some time the author was unknown, and then it was later discovered that this um, evangelist, every time he would go to preach, that would be the prayer that he would pray before he would preach. And I think his daughter, with, after finding some tapes some year or late, years later, gave him tribute. But if he didn't do anything else, We've seen that one prayer on Bible covers, on the covers of journals, on throw covers, on pens and pencils, on notepads, on t-shirts, Bible covers. Mm -hmm. That prayer has been everywhere. It has been printed on any and everything you can think of, mugs and cups. <laughs> and so that that could be you. You could have a poem or a mm-hmm. saying or a simple prayer that you have prayed. Yep. If you publish Absolutely. it, you don't know where God will take it. Yep. 
It's just and what God would do with it. Use what you have, and you may not God. You may not see all the the pieces to the puzzle. You're not supposed to. <laughs> You're not supposed to get put down. Just put that's not faith. Just right. put down one piece. That's not faith. He said, "I'll give you five. Just put down one. Put down one. Do that one thing. Start. Use what you have, and open your mouth. Open that book. Put. Use your pen. Whatever that looks like. You know, because somebody is waiting on that manuscript. Somebody's waiting on that podcast, that YouTube video. And it's necessary, mm-hmm. like you said, especially in this season. We have to start, use what we have, and open our mouths. Man, Miss Shalita, you on a roll when I tell you. Okay, so we're about to close out. Give us, as a kingdom leader, give us, uh, our listeners, a tip, advice, motivational thought that you want to share with them as a part of this platform. What would you like to share with them today? It is the season to yes. unleash, unleash the kingdom, the movement, kingdom that's movement that is you. within you. This is the season, not tomorrow, not not next season, not next year, not 2021. But, you know, and people are always saying 2020, man, that was a tank. No, it's still there is something on the other side of all of this that we're growing through. We're growing through. And so this is the time. And one of the things okay. that I talked about, I talked about heart posture in a group. And one of the things I said, we have to ask ourselves. We're, we're so busy worrying about the world and what everybody else is doing. We're worrying about the White House, what Trump is doing and all these different things. But we have to ask ourselves, am I the one amongst the 50, amongst the 10 that is holding up this process? The five, the two, am I the one mm-hmm. that should be holding mm-hmm. up this process? Because God is wanting you to walk in expectation and I want you to actually do something that's acting, right? Doing something. Am I the one that's holding up this process? Am I one of the ones that's holding it up? And it's about asking the right questions instead of focusing on everything else. Are we walking or is our heart posture in alignment with God? And are we asking ourselves, are we the one of the ones that are that are holding up this entire process? You know, Mm -hmm. in my motto, unleash the kingdom within when you when you think about something on a leash and most time we, you know, you can let loose a little poodle or chihuahua, but against the law for your pit mm-hmm. bulls and your rottweilers to go out without a leash on them because right. they're vicious <laughs> and they yes. can be deadly <laughs> and they are quite aggressive you know <laughs> and, and when i and when god gave that to me and, and i and it's funny because i am terrified as well as allergic to dogs mm-hmm. but i'm just i think more terrified than the allergy but when you realize what you're holding is vicious and terrorizing to the kingdom of darkness. Mm. And it's only mm-hmm. the enemy that's making yes. you keep it on the leash. Mm. Because he knows when you let it go, that's come on. You're you're, you're gonna be part of bankrupt in hell. You're snatching souls and snatching lives. You know, because when that when that dog I've been in the situation where dog is coming out, you your your whole life is flashing before you because you don't know what the end result is gonna be. And you are praying that the owner can call it back and, and, and calm it down before it gets to you. But but you're not but when you're unleashing this, you're you're letting loose on the kingdom of darkness. This is your warfare. This is your arsenal of weaponry that God has given mm. you to snatch a soul back from the pits of hell. 
And so you holding on the leash and walking around town with it, leashed to your heart and your soul, it's not doing the kingdom mm-hmm. any good. Mm-hmm. See, that your platform may not be the pulpit. But your platform becomes that porn, becomes this podcast, becomes your book, becomes your song, even down to songs. But music is the only Ooh, thing that can yes. change a person's, person's yes. attitude without their permission. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> you can be down and out and you hear a beat you know that whole thing has lifted that song you sing to your four walls your four, your four walls have gotten all the salvation <laughs> they gonna get but and if you're not the singer just write it and publish it for mm. somebody else to sing it but you need to unleash it because that's be the music and the melody Ooh, that's gonna yes. lift the heart of that person that's mm, about to jump mm, off the mm, next mm. bridge they come to. They just got the radio on and just out of nowhere your song starts playing, or they they got the internet on and your song oh, starts playing and it changes so the whole great. trajectory of their life. They realize this yes again about you. It's about and you get caught up and think it's about you. You've totally missed it. You've Never. totally missed it. Ooh. That's how you came in. They escorted you through that. Absolutely. Gave their yes, absolutely. that's how you came in. Mm. They mm. gave their divine yes. Well, there was a sermon that preacher gave his divine yes mm. to preach that message. If it was a song, that psalm writer or that psalmist gave their divine yes for you to hear that song that turned your life around. And it would be selfish of us to where God is passing the baton to you to say now the same thing that the same liberty that was extended Ooh, to you beautiful. extended yes, to somebody I else. Love it. Yes. Set somebody else Ooh. free. All right. <laughs> you know, we have been saying, oh, oh that, that song gave me life, but right. God is calling you to give life to somebody. Too, you need to be that life, that lifeline. It may not be a believer. It may be an unbeliever, but you may be the Jesus that the only Jesus that they see. So even from doing it to that point, you you don't know who you can lead to Christ just by you right. showing up. Ooh, that, that is so good. So one last question. Right. We have this yes, whole thing because sure. we have the blend method. And like I said, I'll be talking about that along with the acronym of divine. Yes. In, in episodes to come, but we have the blend method that goes tech and we have a whole thing that we're doing behind that. And one of those things are, even as an entrepreneur, there were many things that I wasted a lot of money on over many years, right? Different software, gadgets, applications, you know, all of these different things for my (laughs) ministry, for my business. What uh, tech tip, you know, software gadget application that you can offer the audience that you're using for kingdom advancement? Well, Mm -hmm. um, and it's podcasts such as this and, and books and books. Cause like I said, I, I buy books all the time. I have books that maybe I've never read, but there was something even about the title. And then I'll find that even later on in life, I needed it, but I had it. It was there when I needed, it. I got ready. So I didn't have to get ready. I was already ready when I needed that particular book. So just, mm-hmm. just be open, ask, you know, share, ask your friends, what are you reading? What are you right. listening to? You know, speak from those who are where you're trying to get. You know, I'm not the most tech savvy person, but I do, I, I, I roam the internet looking for, 
you know, the the new things that, you know, the next book or to hear what people are saying, you know, because you just never know. I, I found the book at the Goodwill that says from the trash man to the cash man. And I was like, oh, when I tell you that little small book <laughs> and this guy talking about how he was a garbage, he was a, a garbage truck driver. And so people may have despised that beginning. You know, I don't want to pick up no trash. But he understood that that was time that God was, you know, dealing with him and downloading to him. And he began to take cans. Mm. And he had this thing called, I can, because my cans say I can. And he would label, he would label his cans for how he would spend his money. 50% was his bills, 10% was his tithe, and 10% was his entertainment, and 10% was his investment. And he'd say he used those cans representing the trash man that he was at the time. The trash man So he the became the cash man. So a book I just saw at the Goodwill. Go and look that so, up. Because <laughs> you never know. Yes. You never know. My goodness. Right. So I, I'm, I love books. I love information because like I be said, gone. I can spend $10 on a meal and within an hour's time, those $10 become waste and I don't have to go into, I don't have to go mm -hmm, into details. Mm -hmm. It becomes waste, but I can take that same $10 and buy a book and I may not read it right then. I bought a book by Joyce Rogers at a conference, at a charisma conference. And I bought it because she was a phenomenal speaker that night and I just wanted to just support. And it wasn't until years later that God said to me, as I was praying, he said, fatal distractions, because I was going through something. And I was like, what? And I'm like, well, I ain't trying to die in this. <laughs> so no, I don't need this to become fatal. But as I sat quiet, I remember, wow. and he showed me her book cover, and that's what's the name of her book, Fatal Distractions. And I swear I had that book like for four years before I read it. And when I tell you it was a pivotal point for my life, they know that if I allowed the distraction to continue, message. it no, would be fatal to my destiny. And so, you know, that, and that's one of the things that we get away from because of technology. You know, which I love audio books. I have a subscriber to Audible. I pay my fourteen ninety five a month so that I can get books because I love to drive and listen to books. I can be cleaning well, up after you sometimes do it here or creating something and I'm listening to a book. Because even I'm, now, it's well, like if you don't like to I'm gonna be honest, over the years it's been a little bit harder for me to read books and like I can't even when it comes to emails, I tell people to bullet point things because it, if it's too much, I can't, I just can't do it. And so Audible works, you know, for those that have a little bit harder time being able to retain things through reading. So that's even, you know, something very techie that is out there now when people are starting to, I'm sure even as a publisher, you know, people are starting to do, um, they're writing the books, but they're transitioning, turning them into audio version. I know it's a process for that. But it's like no excuse. You don't have to necessarily pick the book up, but you can listen to it. And so mm -hmm. an Audible actually has right. like sometimes 30-day plans and they're always having like discounts and uh, different offers and things for, for listeners too. So, you know, most death, you know, definitely if they don't necessarily want to have the book in hand, they can listen to it. You can go on Audible, not only Audible, YouTube, sermons, all of these different things are awesome platforms to be yeah. able to learn because we have to always continue to invest in our 
our community of knowledge and support. And through that, it's it's constant learning, constant retaining, um, so that we'll be you know we'll be able to take those nuggets and that wisdom and be able to pour into other people. So that is awesome. That is awesome. Whether you're reading the words or hearing yes. them, you know, and, and they're there to help you. So that's why I say I love information because I realize I use it over and over in, in every area and arena of my life. You know and what? So that, that's my, yeah, that's yeah, where I am. Back. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I think it is so awesome. Well, Miss Shalita, how can our listeners reach out to you? Like your website, social media, what's, how can they reach out to you for further information about your programs? Again, she just shared with you one of her areas of patchwork, but Miss Shalita is a business strategist. She's a visionary, a business consultant, event planner, she, a plethora of different things that she offers. So, but what would you like to share as far as how they can reach you to your website or social media? Well, I use my email from my website um, right now. It's publisher okay. at Airborne Publishing, and that's the name of my publishing company, company Airborne, H-E-I-R, because we are the members of God and joiners with Jesus Christ, and that's, what, and that's where we are positioning ourselves as to live that life that God has okay. in, intended for us to enjoy as heirs. So it is airbornepublishing.com. So you can reach me at publisher or information at airbornepublishing.com. Oh, and because I'm a business no, person know. to I'm my heart, my phone number yeah, my Go phone ahead. is always available. <laughs> 813-598-5424. It, it, just, it is who I am. So my phone is always there with me. And I prefer phone calls over text because I may not hear text. But if you call me, I'll answer. And I'm not one of those more screen and calls because I understand I have made myself available. <laughs> She is so telling the truth. Well, Miss Shalita, we, we thank you so much. Thank you for coming on and being a co-host for the hour. Uh, when I tell you I'm so full, and that's what it should be, right? We have Pleasure to be in a place where we definitely was poured into fine. me. And I um, plan to definitely get with you so we can do some things in the near future. And so get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I am excited for what God is doing in and through us. And um, I'm just, I just, I really do appreciate you. Thank you so much. Listeners, make sure you go out and visit her um, website, reach out to her. She's provided you with phone and email, which that is, that is definitely, she's peculiar on very uncommon, right? And she just has a heart for it. Miss Shalita, she does. She has a heart for it and for everything that she does. So please reach out to her if you have any questions in regards to her publishing. And like I said, she has, wears many hats, um, just very gifted in so many different areas. So stay connected with her most definitely. But we thank you so much for listening. Um, until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Thank you so much. I am Kimberly Hemingway, and you have been listening to It's In The Mix. Be sure to connect with us by visiting www.theblendacademy.com. Again, that's www.theblendacademy.com. Thank you.